Welcome to the Cutting Onions podcast with Bobby Shaw, where we celebrate culture that develops leaders. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing Danny Azzarello, Cracked Kitchen and Coffee co-founder for the podcast. Born and raised in Medford, Massachusetts, Danny got his start in the restaurant industry at the age of 10, working for his aunt at her restaurant called Mario's Pizzeria, which is where he fell in love with the business. After graduating high school, he decided to pursue his career full-time. He took a position with Outback Steakhouse as a kitchen manager, where he traveled his way through the Northeast, assisting with underperforming restaurants. It's with Outback Steakhouse that he met his future wife, partner, and best friend, Emma. A few years later, they took the plunge, and now Cracked Kitchen and Coffee is a reality. I know you're going to enjoy this podcast because you'll hear the passion for the business that Danny has in all that he does. He believes that Cracked Kitchen and Coffee has the potential to be something truly great, and after listening to this podcast, you'll understand why. His commitment to his people, to the guest, and to the overall experience is palpable. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I look forward to seeing all that Danny will accomplish in the years to come with his team for Cracked Kitchen and Coffee, and we'll see you on the other side. Well, I really appreciate you making the time today, Danny, and would love, just for the intro piece here, just to learn more about you. Who are yep. you? And, and just kind of tell me about yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, so, um, you know, my name is Danny Anzarello, and I've, uh, I'm born and raised in Boston, uh, actually out of a suburb city, Medford, um, which is pretty pretty much close to Boston. Uh, both of my parents uh, came to this country from Sicily when they were 16, 17 years old. Uh, they had just eloped. Um, they came over over to uh, Massachusetts with the rest of their family. I had at that point in time, they had uh, uh, my older my older brother Anthony and my uh, older sister Connie. Uh, and my other brother, Razio, um, so it was a pretty Sicilian family. Uh, and then I got stuck with the name Danny. Um, don't really know how, but that's, that's how it came about. Uh, but, uh, and so, um, you know, and so it was, it was a pretty unique upbringing, you know, both of my parents didn't really speak a whole lot of English. And so, um, you know, school was kind of weird because I would go to school and, and uh, my friends would be talking, you know, speaking English to me and I would go home and my parents were speaking Sicilian. And so I couldn't figure out what language I should, you know, should speak, should be speaking. And, um, but, uh, you know, kind of figured it out. And, and most of my, my dad, uh, he had his own classroom business in his entire life, um, 40, 45 plus years. And my mom the same. And so my aunts and uncles and everybody in my family is, is an entrepreneur and, and it's something I've always, um, you know, dreamed, dreamed to be. Uh, and my aunt actually, she had a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, uh, so that's kind of where I started, started in, in the restaurant industry and, and I just kind of fell into it. My cousin said, Hey, why don't you come over to us and, um, you know, work, work a dish for the day. And I just had no idea what it, what would even was, you know, for the most part, I, I would wake up with my dad at 5.00 AM, um, you know, when I was eight, nine years old and sure. hop in the van with him and go travel and, uh, do different things. And, and so, you know, the restaurant world was different. Um, but I tell you, I'll never forget the first day I was, you know, just about 11 years old. Um, and I walked into the restaurant and, uh, you know, I used to go there for steak and cheese. And, and on this day I was actually working back there and, um, my aunt is just like screaming at me. And I'm like, why is she, why is she screaming at me? Um, and so my cousin's like, listen, you just got to move faster. You know, you got to move faster. You gotta, you gotta be ahead of things. And I'm just like, what? I don't, I don't understand what any of this means. 
And so, you know, I, I, I remember going, I remember going back home and I just said, ma, you know, your sister's crazy. She was just yelling at me the entire day. And, you know, my, my mom's just looking at me laughing. She's like, yeah, well, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. And, uh, and, and it never left me. You know, I was just like, I always went back that day. I'm like, wow, this is so much fun. And, um, you know, I wanted more of it. And so, you know, you know, when, when we didn't have school, I'd go see my aunt and work there. And during holiday vacations, I'd work there. Um, and my cousins would teach me so much, um, about it. And, you know, I, I truly fell in love with the restaurant industry at just such a young age. Um, and you know, it, 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 it showed you so much, you, you learned so much and, um, you know, you're able to interact with adults at that point. Uh, and so you understand life a little bit more. And, you know, this was the early nineties, uh, at this point I was born in 82. So it was like 93, 94, 95. Um, you know, and things were a lot different back then. Um, yeah. but you know, for the most part, um, you know, I was always, you know, always into the restaurants, always into sports, um, and, you know, family, I mean, that, that was, you know, our biggest thing, you know? And so, you know, we, I come from a big family Our Christmas Eve's are huge. It's 55 plus people. And, you know, we play cards up until 3am and, you know, um, our, our Nana is kind of, was our centerpiece of the family. And, and so, you know, you, you learn these things, you know, and you don't really realize it when you're 13, 14 years old, right? I mean, you sit there and you right. say, well, what, you know, what is this really all about? You know, yeah, okay, great. You're up, you're up late at night with your cousins and, um, you know, you, you, you go out into the movies or you go into, a, you know, Canopy Lake. Um, and then you start to realize as you get older, it's like, well, you know, not everybody has this. Not everybody has big families. Not everyone has, you know, the opportunity to have great cousins or great aunts and uncles and, um, you know, some people don't even have parents or, you know, or uncles and aunts to celebrate with. And, right. and, you know, that, that became, you know, something important to me when I would look around and say, Hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving all by myself? It's like, no, you're not. You can't be by yourself. It's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. Um, yep. and I'll never forget it. You know, the first time I, I, I went to my mom for a loan, uh, to buy, you know, one of my coworkers a Christmas tree. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, what kind of Christmas tree do you have? He's like, Oh, I can't afford a Christmas tree. And I said, you can't have a, you can't have Christmas without a Christmas tree. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, you start to understand a little bit more about life. Um, yeah. but you know, I've, I've always been the type that, you know, has, you know, wanted to help, um, others, you know, whether that be at sports, whether it be at work, um, or just, you know, someone walking down the street, um, you know, not, not because I'm looking for, you know, the, the, you know, the, Hey, look what he did. Um, but just because it's the right thing to do, um, you know, why right. not help another person to, you know, become successful or, um, you know, just learn a little bit more about life and, and what it is. Um, I've always had high energy and, um, you know, always kind of, you know, thought about things differently than others. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always about planning and, and kind of thinking ahead and people always make fun of me about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's always kind of a running joke. I've, I've studied meteorology my entire life. It's been a hobby of mine. And so my family always makes fun of me. Oh, you know, Danny, the weatherman, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's on top of it or, you know, we can't go, we can't go outside because it's going to be a thunderstorm. And it's like, listen guys, you know, if you want to make fun of me, that's fine. But one day I'm going to save your life. That's right. Um, and, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, sure enough, a couple of weeks ago, we had my brothers not to go, um, uh, uh, out of, out of script, but, a couple of weeks ago, we had my brother's wedding and we're hanging down the Cape Cod and, uh, and I had left cause I had to come back to work and all of a sudden I get an alert, you know, there's a tornado warning. So of course I call my family. I'm like, you guys going to take cover. This is not a joke. This is, you know, you need to take cover now. And they're just like, Oh, whatever. You know, it's just Danny being crazy again. 
And sure enough, a tornado rips through. Yeah, I'm sure you saw it on the news. um, You know, rips through Cape Cod, and they are like stunned. You know, and they can't believe this has just happened. And you know, there's complete destruction. And uh, and they just said, well, the next time we're going to listen to you. And I said, you're lucky there is a next time. You know, but you know, it's all about you know proper planning. Um, And so. You know, that's kind of, uh, you know, a piece of who I am. Uh, you know, I've always, you know, I've always dreamed to be, um, you know, entrepreneur and, and uh, wanted to take the lead and, and kind of help, you know, create opportunity for others, um, you know, like it was, like it was created for me. So, yeah, I love that you're starting this business is so rooted in family. I love that. Yeah. I, mean, I love that, yeah. that how you grew up and, and, and what you were exposed to and, you know, your aunt and, and just the, all that energy around that. And, you know, you actually answered a follow-up question I was going to ask you and you said it, you're like, I've always loved this business and this is why. And right. I think that's, I think that's really powerful. And I think that's really going to resonate with a lot of people. And, and, and so I appreciate you sharing that. So. Of course. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I think, you know, some people have the opportunity to work in a, you know, in a mom and pops, I guess we should call them. Right. And, yep. and when you go into the corporate world, it's a lot different, you know, I mean, you, you start firsthand, right. I mean, yep. it's, it's all about the financials and, and drilling That's down right. the financials and labor costs and cost of goods and controllables and uncontrollables. Um, and, yep. you know, and, 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 and that's the life that I grew up in, you know, it was, it was Outback, it was Cheesecake Factory, Burton's Grill. I mean, you know, some, some decent sized corporations that we drilled down the bottom line, but in the same time, I always sat there and said, there's got to be a happy medium, right? We, we've got to be able to, we have to be able to focus on culture and, and focus on, you know, the fact that we're still dealing with human beings, right? And, and yeah, we have to schedule for the business, but we also have to schedule for our people. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, and so taking, you know, that mama pops feel and, and bring it to crack, but at the same time, ensuring that we're, you know, we're being uh, responsible with our financials and, you know, making sure that our people understand what our goal is, what's our, what's our vision, what's our end, you know, what, what are we trying to do here? Um, that, that was something that we really wanted to make clear of everyone, you know, and, and, and ensure that people were coming on board, not because they needed the paycheck, but because they wanted to be part of something special. Um, right. and, and so that was kind of a piece of it. What was the moment that you realized, I know how you got your start. I know why you love it as much as you do clearly. Uh, but when was the moment that you realized you wanted to be a leader? When did that happen for you? Um, that I go back to that first day that my aunt was yelling at me. Um, <laughs> and, and because, you know, I, I sat there and, you know, as she's yelling at me, um, I just, I realized that, you know, she was yelling at me, not because she felt like yelling, but she was trying to make me better as a person, wow. as a worker, you know, teaching me that, Hey, you need to have a sense of urgency. You know, if I ask for something once, I need it. If I ask for it twice, you know, that means I really need it. But if I ask for it three times, I'm going to scream at you and you need to move faster. Um, and so, you know, and, and, you know, that was, I looked at that, I'm like, wow, this, you know, this lady, you know, who had no education, came from Sicily, didn't really even pass first grade. Um, you know, she, but what she had was heart, you know, she had heart, she had, you know, clear leadership skills. Um, and she was something that, you know, she was someone that I wanted to, uh, not, I don't want to say be like, because I didn't want to scream at people, but, um, you know, more along the lines, like have that, have that presence, you know, when she was in that building, there was a presence and you knew about it. Um, yep. but at the same time you wanted to work your ass off, um, because you wanted to make her proud, you know, you didn't want to disappoint her. Uh, of course. And I think it was that day that I just, I said, you know, I, I you know, I, I want to be a leader. I, I don't want to be a follower. I don't want to be someone who just, you know, follow somebody else. I want to be in front of it. 
Um, and definitely, yeah, I go to back, I go back that day, almost every day of my life. Absolutely. That's amazing. So you mentioned cracked. So kind of bring everyone yep. up to speed. Like, what are you doing now? So right now, um, you know, we had opened uh, Crack Kitchen and Coffee. Um, that was uh, on March 25th of this year. Uh, and, you know, things are going really well. Um, you know, we've, we've uh, blown away projections, knock on wood. Um, but I think we have something special. You know, we, we wanted to create, like I said, a concept um, that, that, that really took care of everyone's needs. You know, we're not focused on salads or we're not focused on sandwiches uh, or even eggs, even though we're called Cracked. Um, right. You know, it really fits the needs of, Hey, you know, we're going to bring a, uh, a great breakfast sandwich, um, a great salad, a great burger, great smoothie and coffee. Um, and, w- and we're going to elevate it and, you know, through consistency and ensuring that our product is great coming in the back door to how we handle it, to how we prep it, um, you know, setting that standard, um, you know, and, and really kind of blowing away, um, people that come in every day and, and really making sure that they leave happier than when they came in. There's nobody wakes up at seven o'clock or six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning and says, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm up. You know, I mean, they, they you know, we all, we all, we all struggle at that at certain points to, to get up in the morning. But what we right. want is for them to wake up and say, well, I'm going to go crack and see Eliza or see Zach or see Kyle or, or whoever it is and see my favorite person and get my, you know, my cracked blend and my live free or die. Um, and so, you know, right now that's what it's about. We're, we're building, we're building a concept, we're building a brand. Um, you know, we are getting ready to, um, you know, kind of put systems in place and ensure that we can, you know, you know, create a scalable, uh, concept. And so, you know, we're, we're starting to look for more real estate, uh, at this point in time. Um, you know, we've, we've really, we're really happy with what we're seeing, um, as far as, you know, just daily operations and, um, you know, just the brand recognition, we've, we've kind of really taken off quicker than I, I ever, ever thought we would. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm up to right now. You know, I'm just, I'm a little bit of busing, a little bit of cooking in the line, financials, you know, um, going around catering and just kind of doing it all. But, you know, at the same time, helping and assisting developing people um, so they can take those, those roles on. So as I pull myself out more and more, um, there's, there's not such a huge effect. And, and that's actually funny because today, I was out back and I was sweeping the parking lot and this guy, Chuck, who comes in every day, he gets a Surfside burrito and a passion tea. <laughs> and he uh, says, hey, where have you been? I said, well, Chuck, I've been here. I've, I'm always here. He's like, no, the last, you know, the last week I've been coming in and I don't see you. I said, no, no, you don't see me because I'm out back. I said, but I'm here. I said, but at some point they need to figure it out without me because if they can't figure it out without me, well, what good, you know, what good is it going to be? You know, they, they need to be able to, you know, figure it out on their own. I need to empower them to, you know, to understand what, what, you know, what the standard is. And if they can do it, then we're ready to move on. Um, but if this, if this concept if this building relies on Danny to be here 16 hours a day, well, what, what good am I doing? You know, I'm not, I'm not teaching anybody anything. I'm just putting out fires and becoming everyone's safety net. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're focusing on right now is just putting everything together to, to get ready to be able to roll out. That sounds fantastic. You know, earlier on in this interview, you mentioned the word culture and how yeah. important that is. So, so can you tell me in your own words for you, for your business, for your, for your livelihood, why is culture important? Um, you know, culture is family. And, and right. um, as I spoke about before, right, we, you know, staying up until two o'clock in the morning and playing cards, um, had the most, you know, deepest effect to me as a, as a kind of, you know, 
grew up later in life um, because there's certain there's certain you know experiences that you go through um, that you can't really you know duplicate you can't you can't really talk about right but you go through with certain people whether it's a, a crazy shift uh, whether it's a you know a guest that was out of control or uh, maybe it was the best dish you made or an incredible catering experience on Fenway Park. Um, those things are special and, and, and it's special, like, you know, staying up to two o'clock and playing cards with your family, you create this bond. Um, and I think as you create that bond, um, on its own, it, it creates this culture of having each other's backs, you know, and always, you know, when you show up to work, you know, you can say to yourself how this day, you know, this day is going to be great because, you know, Liam's working or Carlos is working or Johnny's working or you know, Delmi and Rosella. I mean, you know, and so I think as you, as you, you know, teach people, Hey, it's not, listen, we're not here, you know, to just, you know, worry about ourselves. We're here to make a team. Um, and, and culture isn't something you can talk about. I can't just walk in and be like, all right, well, everyone, you know, this is what culture is and this is how it's going to be. You have to, you have to act upon it. Uh, and right. you have to be the one to create that. And so, so many times, right, when you see the expansions, right, what happens? Well, you know, you pull out a GM, you pull out a manager, uh, and the culture just boom, just crashes, right? Because the, the MIT that was on board was on board for 60 days. You know, he or she doesn't really understand, you know, um, how to speak to people or how to talk to people or talk to guests or uh, be proactive with their shift. And all of a sudden, you know, morale starts to crash, right? Oh, you know, Danny left. And so now we've got to worry about this, that, and the other. And it's not the same. And, you know, they never buy us popsicles anymore. Or they never buy us Gatorade. Or they don't let us eat, you know, whatever. What, you know, and so you, you see it so many times. But I think, you know, for, for me and for us, um, it's about family, you know. And, and when you yeah. join on to Cracked, you're not, you're not a team member. You're not an employee. You're family. And, and whatever it takes, um, you know, to ensure that you're safe, um, that your, your personal life, um, is at, at the at best as it can be. And whether that means, you know, we'll help you, you know, to ensure that, um, you know, you're, you're good on your feet, you know, financially, um, mentally, whatever. I mean, you deal with a lot of things these days, you know, anxiety and mental illness and, and, you know, we're not just going to turn your know, turn our backs to it, right. We're going to, we're going to assist on getting people on their feet. Um, to ensure that, you know, they can live a really great life. Uh, and so I think that's, you know, that's culture. That's, you know, just when people walk into this building, you know, they know they're, they're, they're coming to their family, right? They're, they're, it's just like, um, you know, like I said before, sitting there and playing cards till two o'clock in the morning, we're here to have fun. We're here to take care of each other. Uh, and if anybody, you know, kind of doesn't see that, well, they, they don't really fit the plot that well and, and, and they'll remove themselves pretty quick. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, we've, we've, we've had success with it and that's what we'll continue to do. We're fair. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's worked out. I love it. So it's really, uh, a great transition to the next question. You've kind of already sort of answered this, but what have you done to build a strong culture and how have you connected that culture? I guess this is really the follow-up is how have you connected that culture to your vision that you have for correct? Of course, um, you know, we, we started, um, we started cracked on a vision that, um, and my co-founder, <clears throat> you know, he's, he's heavily involved as well, except, you know, he, he still has a full-time job, um, other than cracked. Um, but him and I really, you know, when we were back in the day when we were both executive chefs for the same company, 
we always had kind of the same idea, right? I mean, it was, you know, some people, you know, just go above and beyond, but they're never recognized. They're never taken care of. Um, you know, you can run something like it's your own, but at the end of the day, it's really not your own. Right. Um, and our vision, our vision was, you know, was, was always the, you know, similar, you know, we, we wanted to ensure that people were happy. Um, people were taken care of. Uh, and so, you know, when we, when we looked at crack, the first thing we talked about was, you know, we want to create these principles and beliefs, but we, we want them to be organic. We don't want to force feed and say, well, we need to have a top five. Or we need to have a top seven or nine. Right. We put like 65 different things on the board and we said, what really matters? What's going to define us? Um, and culture was the first thing to get pulled off that board. It was number one. We said, listen, if it's, if it's anything, you know, culture is number one. Um, and yep. we knew that, like we said, you can't just interview someone and say, well, our culture is, you know, we take care of our people and we say hi and bye and happy Thanksgiving. You know, that's, that's not, that doesn't make any sense to anybody. Um, right. But I think from day one, uh, when we brought everybody in for orientation, um, you know, there was there was an icebreaker. And, and what we did was we gave everybody um, a, a roll of toilet paper. And we said, pull off as many, as many sheets as you want. Um, you know, the more sheets you have, the better. In reality, it really wasn't better. We were the, you know, each sheet was to speak about uh, a, different, a different thing about yourself. So if you pulled off 10 sheets of toilet paper, you had to tell me 10 things of yourself. Um, Got it. And yep. so, and so we, we kind of go around the room and, you know, people are telling me what them saying and this, that, and the other. And I said, that's great. I said, you know, we're, we're learning about each other. This is awesome. And for about three hours, we didn't even talk about cracked. We literally talked about everybody, you know, what their hobbies are and what they love to do. And, um, you know, favorite sports player, you know, we talked about Tom Brady for a lot because he's the goat. Um, you know, there were, there were so many things that we had spoken about, um, and that kind of, you, you saw it already starting to build, right? There was this culture in the room that was building that people were feeling comfortable with each other. And, you know, this person that didn't know that person all of a sudden, you know, are going out for drinks. And, um, and so it really loosened everybody up. And I think from that point on, everyone understood, Hey, you know what? We're here for a reason. We're here to work as a team. Uh, and we're here to build a great brand. I don't want to be good. I don't want to be okay. You know, we want to be great. Um, yep. And and every day it's the same thing, right? I mean, everyone knows to say hi. Everyone knows to the, you know to say bye and please and thank you. And if you see a coworker struggling uh, and they're working their ass off, ask them if they want a cup of water. Or if you see someone that doesn't have a coffee, ask them if they want a coffee. And now six months later that's what you see, right? I mean, you see coworkers asking each other, what can I do for you? Oh, your side work. Do you want me to help you out? You know, what can I get you for a coffee or, Oh, you need to leave early. Let me cover that. That, that, when I see that, that's when I know, Hey, we've accomplished something great. Right. I mean, the, yeah. these, these, they're taking care of each other. Right. That's Without me know. having to sit there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when you know it's incorporated into their DNA. I love it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's what we look for is, is, is it does, does dad have to come down and yell at the kids or are the kids figuring it out themselves? Uh, and that's what they're doing, right? I mean, they're, they're just figuring this out themselves and they know that it, we, we laid the ground rules. Um, and it's really simple. Take care of each other, support each other. You know, who cares if you have differences? I don't care about your politics. I don't care about your sports teams. You know, if they beat each other at the end of the day, when we're inside this building, 
you know, leave the drama outside and let's focus on the operations Let's focusing, you know, on, on taking care of each other and taking care of the customer. Um, and I think, you know, that that's been something that, you know, has been great and, and we're, and we see it every day, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool. I love it. So when you think about your start, you think about going all the way back to that restaurant experience when you're very young to where you are today, just having launch cracked and looking to roll this thing out. What piece of advice would you give your 25 year old self? Now, <laughs> I mean, what piece or what piece is? <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I think, um, you know, I think I would, um, I would first start by saying, you know, be realistic. Yeah. Um, and I, and I don't think, you know, I was ever realistic about my time. Um, and mm. time is everything. In what um, way? Just so, in terms of how valuable it was or, or just that you only have a limited yeah. amount or which way? Okay. Yeah. How valuable, how valuable it was and how, you know, strict, you know, that you know, I should have been with my time like I am now, you know? And so everything is okay. You know, six fifteen, I need to be moving on six forty five. I need to be here five o'clock. I need to be on a phone call with Bobby. Um, right. And, and being able to structure your day, week, month, year, um, those things are important to the everyday life. Um, and I think when I was 25, I would look at things and just say, ah, oh, whatever, you know what, I'll, I'll try to get my hair cut tomorrow. It takes me 20 minutes to get my hair cut. No big deal. Well, all of a sudden I realized that tomorrow comes, um, you know, I decided to get up at 9 a.m., uh, go get my hair cut, you know, I traffic, and I got to go home and shower, and now I'm 30 minutes late for work. Well, that's not responsible. And I wasn't right. realistic because it doesn't right. take 20 minutes to get your hair cut. It takes, you know, uh, 20 minutes to get there, a half hour to get your hair cut, 20 minutes to get back, 15 minutes to shower. Um, but that was something that was never taught to me, right? I mean, it, we're just always on the go, 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 go. We're restaurant people. We're trying to juggle 45 different things at once. Uh, and so I think, you know, if there was one thing I would tell myself was, you know, you should have been, you know, should have used your time a little bit more valuable and, and focus on, you know, uh, growing yourself a little more and, and reading more and, um, you know, really being able to travel the world a little bit more. And I think if I, you know, created that time for myself, um, I would have been able to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if you don't experience that stuff, um, how do you really know? And, and how do you teach others? Because now I'm here, um, you know, teaching uh, other 25 year olds, listen, I've been through what you're going through. I'm trying to teach you and and, and make you not make not not have you make that same mistake that I made, uh, so you can kind of cut right to the front of the line. And so I think that's uh, that's one of the pieces that I would I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's what great leaders do too, Danny. Is is that they take their experience and and, and try to try to help someone take a shortcut, right? Like like right. to not have to go through everything that we've gone through. And you know, the way I view it as a leader is that it's our number one job as leaders, no matter if you're the CEO or or you know, you're just running a shift, right? It's your job right. to remove obstacles. It, it's your job right. to remove obstacles for every employee. And, and so, you know, you've got the opportunity as a leader to remove huge obstacles from your experience. So I think that's pretty awesome. Right. That's great. That's great. So when you think about 2019, you think about the use of technology, how, how do you use technology at Cracked or how do you use it yourself how do you use it to further your leadership impact yeah um you know i think there's there's so much technology out there um you could read about it for years and i still think though I, I don't think you'd read everything um right it's it's amazing you know the amount of companies that are opening up left and right 
Um, you know, and I, I kind of go back to hot schedules because I think hot schedules are probably one the, the first platform that came out um, to help restaurants with scheduling and then it became log books and it kind of grew from there. And so we use a system uh, here that we actually, we just installed about a month and a half ago. Um, we just finally, you know, finally built it out uh, called Jolt. Uh, I'm not sure if you, you're familiar with Jolt, but um, I'm not, you know, after, yeah. So after researching, I mean, God, I must've, you know, had about 20 different demos um, and the, the thing that, that kind of caught my attention with Jolt was, was how simple it was to build and customize. Um, and, you know, what, what we're able to do is kind of build out task management, um, line checks, hot temperature, you know, holding guides, um, cold temp, um, you know, refrigeration uh, sensors, things that, that I looked at and say, is it really productive for my KM or my GM to walk around for 30 minutes and stick a probe inside something, walk to the next refrigerator and do it again or check temperatures inside. How can I create, um, you know, better efficiency out of my managers and my, my leaders um, so they can focus on something else. That something else is operations. Every single guest mm. that walks into cracked has to be treated the same, ensure that we give them a hundred percent um, satisfaction. And the only way we can do that is by being engaged in the operation, right? If we're out back working on paperwork between uh, eight and two, well, we've just missed the chance of blowing, you know, blowing away 150 people. And so, yep. you know, looking at how do we, you know, simplify everything to the point where whether you're 16 year old Kayla or, you know, 30 year old Carlos, um, you, you guys see the same thing. And, and it's a checklist and it's a point system. Um, and it allows, it allows me to communicate with them um, on a, not on a basis where I have to be here every single second, every single minute. Um, but if they see something, they say something. Um, and yes. if, they don't see, if they don't see it, then I have the ability to correct them and develop them and, and show them the opportunity. Hey, you know, this, you know, this sugar, you know, caddy should have been filled. Um, and if it was, you wouldn't have run out at nine thirty when you were getting slammed and you couldn't come off a cashier to restock it again. Or, you know, um, this spinach is wilted. We should have taken a picture. We should have contacted a produce company, gotten a credit. And so what Jolt does, it allows to do everything right there. And then, I mean, we, we run off of, of all of our, all of our stuff on iPads. So we have an iPad on every single station. That's a, it's a kitchen discreet, uh, a kitchen display unit. Um, and then our front cashiers have iPads too, and every single iPad has the Jolt app. So they click right into it. It opens up the checklist. They type in their, they put in their four-digit code, and now it, the, the entire thing is theirs. And so if they're, if they're the opener, they know their checklist. And I can go on and say, you know, if it's a Wednesday and we have a catering gig, hey, ensure that we're brewing, you know, three boxes of, of, of coffee for the catering. Um, right. And so, you know, I don't have to leave a written note that maybe the cleaner you know, walks by, drops on the floor, mops it up. Next thing I know, you know, we're not making three boxes of coffee for a catering pickup. Um, and that has been honestly a huge weight off my shoulders um, to really quickly simplify things and streamline things. I'm sitting there going, OK, I can see us opening a second one and a third one and a fourth one um, by using these systems and procedures. Um, because we can still control everything, but not have to be in the building seven days a week. Um, still, you know, obviously touch and feel and, and smell yep. and taste, um, but we don't have to be here every second of the day micromanage everyone. It's a communication point. Um, it does scheduling. 
it does every single thing that we want to do on paper and now everything's digital. Uh, so I would say as far as cracked, uh, Jolt has been probably, uh, a, you know, the number one reason why, um, we are at where we're at right now with our people and just operations in general. Uh, of course we have opportunities, Bobby, right? I mean, we have opportunities every day. Sure. <laughs> we're not perfect. Um, right. but you know, this allows us to act on those opportunities quickly, um, and ensure that, you know, we're, we're enhancing the guests, guest experience, you know, day by day. Um, and so, you know, and everybody's involved and everyone gets to see their, their points for the week. And so all of a sudden, you know, Liam has 30 points and Mike has 35 points and now they're looking at each other going, wait a second, you know, I got to do more. So how do I get more (laughs) points? Well, maybe, you know, maybe they're cleaning the sink, maybe they're cleaning the pipes or the lake. Right. And all of a sudden they're just checking off, you know, they're checking off. And so it's a pretty cool system. It's unique. Um, and I think that's, you know, why I really fell in love with it, um, because it, it does it, it does everything that you've, you know, you've ever thought of that you want to do on an Excel spreadsheet, except the only difference is you don't have the time to sit there and input all the data. Uh, no. and so, yeah, so it's been really cool. Well, I have not heard of Jolt before, but I am absolutely going to check this out. And I'm confident that a lot of yeah. people listening to this will also, because yeah. I've not no, heard of I mean, it. So I appreciate you yeah. saying that. It, of course, yeah, it's not pricey either. So I mean, um, you know, definitely, definitely a good way, good way to go, especially for us. Um, awesome. And then you know, on my on the personal side, um, I use you know I use alarms a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of if you look at my my alarm, my clocks. I have probably about fifty different alarms that I set, um, reminders and notes. Um, and really, those are the only apps that I personally use. Um, and, and like I talked about before, I spoke about before. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm big about, you know, ensuring that I'm, I'm focused on my time, uh, and so on. And I'm not kind of, you know, being non-realistic about my time. And when I set meetings, I say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going to have 45 minutes or I'm going to have 15 minutes or 25 minutes. And whether it's employees, whether it's my mom who calls me on a daily basis and tries to talk my hair off for three hours, says, <laughs> I love you to death. You know, I would love to talk to you, but call, you know, call Razio, call Connie, uh, you know, or, or, you know, I have, I have, I have about a half hour, you know, and, and then I got to go on because if I, if I go past that half hour, then, you know, I'm potentially sacrificing someone else's time and then it just kind of rolls on. And so, um, I don't do it. I don't do it because I want to be rude. I, I honestly, I need to stay focused on the time, um, because you know, it, it can go by quick. Uh, and so, and, and there's opportunities in there, um, to be able to help others or, you know, focus on the business. That's, that's right. where I go. So, Definitely setting alarms for yourself and being realistic uh, on that point. Um, if there are there if there are things that I have a yellow notepad that I use, uh, and so you know that notepad is kind of um, you know uh, has transferred over to the note notepad on my phone, um, and that's kind of anything that comes to my mind, I just jot it down. Whether I think yeah. I'm going to remember or not remember, because there's so many things that happen on a daily basis, whether it's right. RM, food issues, quality, I mean whatever it is, um, you know I just jot it down at the end of the night when I'm laying in bed. I just kind of, you know, scroll through and say, all right, what do I need to focus on tomorrow? I never try to take on more than two things a day because there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish it. And I, you know, I try to, um, you know, ensure that what I'm focusing on is, is really beneficial for the company. You know, when I took on that Joel thing, that wasn't something that I just decided, Hey, I'm just going to do this today. Um, I mean, there was a lot of planning, um, you know, okay, how am I going to first, you know, build the database? Um, how long is it going to take me to build a database, you know, and then how are we going to roll this out to the staff and ensure that people get it and understand it and utilize it? Um, I mean, that's, you know, that was a month process. And during that month, I just didn't take any more projects on. And so, you know, that was my main focus. So my, my task list 
was the same for almost a month. And now that that's over, I can start building on that again and be realistic and say, all right, well, we can take on Uber Eats next. We're going to take on catering next. And, and just looking at, you know, the projections for the year and saying, okay, well, Q3, what do we want to roll out? Q4, you know, we're going to focus on gift cards. We're going to focus on catering. Um, and, and those, you know, that, that's the type of um, uses I use on, on my apps. Love it. Love it. That's really helpful. And, you know, I find it interesting, like with these great devices that we all carry around in our pockets, right? Everyone's got a different yeah. take on, on how they use them. And, 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 <laughs> and I think that's what makes it so unique. And, and there's always something right. new to learn. So I think that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. All right. So now we're going to move into the closing part of this. And I love to ask these questions. Okay. So fast five are coming up. So, um, and I, I, I'm really curious about your answer to this one because I know you're yep. a food guy. So what is your go-to <laughs> order at your favorite restaurant? <laughs> does, it, does it have to be a full service restaurant? It can be a no, restaurant. No, it can be whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you're speaking my language. So pizza, pizza. Yeah. yeah I love it. Yep. I love it. Um, so what's your favorite go-to Buffalo, order? What's your go-to order? Your favorite yeah. restaurant? Yeah. So it's, it's a uh, Boxford house of pizza. Uh, it's actually about five minutes from my house and the Buffalo chicken pizza is the best one I've ever had. Really? That's I don't know. Awesome. What, I don't know what he does. It's a Greek style pizza. So it's kind of the, you know, the deep pan. Interesting. Um, but boy, it's delicious. Yeah, it's absolutely delicious. And anytime my wife, you know, says to me, Oh, what are you doing? I was like, Yeah, house pizza. <laughs> with ranch or no ranch on it? Oh, I go with ranch all the time. You gotta do right. something. No, I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. What do you wish you would have known when you first began your career in this business? Um, I think, you know, really um trying to understand um how to I go back to the time piece, um, you know, utilizing time better um, and how fast the day goes by. Um, and really, you know, when you, when, you know, I kind of go back to that day of when I first started, first started my aunt, um, right. you know, I, I wish someone said to me, just to let you know, this is a very fast paced environment uh, and you need to move quick uh, and you need to be proactive. And, you know, probably at 10 years old, I would have looked at someone and said, what the hell does proactive mean? <laughs> um, but, but I would have asked, you know, what does proactive mean? And, you know, really kind of staying ahead of everything, right? If you see, right. if you see the floor dirty, sweep it, mop it, put a yellow sign up. Uh, if you see, you know, my aunt running out of saute pans, get there before she runs out. Um, and I think, you know, w when you look at that, it's all about time and how you value time. And I think that would, that would have been, uh, amazing to do. Um, and I think the other side of it is how, you know, how much work it is to work in the restaurant business. Yeah. Uh, not to say that, you know, everyone else doesn't work as hard, but the restaurant business never dies. It's 365 days a year. You know, it's 24 seven. There's no days off you know, at least the football players and the baseball players, you know, they get months off, you know, they get, they get to relax, you know, they don't play every, there's not a game every single day. Sure. Uh, with the restaurant business, you're, it's, it's, it's a game every single day and never stops. It never dies. Uh, and you always have to be, um, you know, looking out for yourself. That, yep. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's great advice. I love it. What are you yeah. curious about right now? You know, you're, you're a, you're a, you're a new restaurant tour. Well, at least with this, you know, with this particular concept. So yeah, of course, what are you curious about right now? Um, I'm definitely curious on how, you know, how we're going to build and structure, 
um, the essentially the, the role of cracked, um, you yep. know, the how of, you know, where are we going to find the staff and yep. the power to do so um, financially, you know, finding the, the right backing or the right team of strategic investors or banks um, to be able to get there. Um, you know, what, you know, what the market is like in different, in different areas. I just, I feel like when you go from one city to another city, the demographics are so different um, and the demand is so different. And so what maybe works in Andover might not work in Somerville or might not work in Philly or Miami or Charlotte. I mean, there's, there's just right. so much out there. There's so much out there to learn. Um, and, and when you look around, you, you sit there and say, well, maybe I could, maybe I can team up with somebody and, and learn a little bit more, but okay, let me, let me go experience, you know, learning about, you know, a marketplace, but now I'm taking myself away from the operations and the operations and the company really needs, you know, needs you, it needs your vision, needs your, your guidance. Uh, and so really kind of, you know, I'm most curious about how, um, you know, we are going to roll it out. Not that I think that, um, we don't have the concept to do so. It's more about, okay, the, the structure of, of how everything's going to go um, and how fast and how quick we want to do it and how many restaurants per year uh, and right. how these restaurants open 90, 100, 110 per year. I mean, the amount of, you know, opening teams and trainers and back office support that you need. And not only that, but I mean, you can't all of a sudden bring those people on after you open 100 restaurants. So now you're bringing those people on before you open um, all these restaurants. And so where's that money come from to take care of, you know, the bleed. And so yeah. um, definitely a lot that I'm curious about, you know, as we, as we look into, into possibly growing this concept. Absolutely. And, and, you know, really everything that you mentioned there are not really problems to be solved. There are more tensions to be managed, right? It's just, right. it's just reality. It's just the reality of it. And, and, and knowing, knowing what you want, and knowing how you want to get there is the first step. And then, and then it right. is, it's all about trying to figure out, okay, so what comes first, you know, and, and right. yeah. what am I going to choose to invest in right now? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the most important thing? So, so no, absolutely. And I mean, I, I remember, I remember years ago. Um, I mean, this is a podcast about you and not about me, but, but to hear the time to just hear about the time that, you know, Steve Ells started Chipotle and, and what his initial right. vision was, was very different from what it turned into. Right. Like, yeah. you know, he You're started right. Chipotle because he wanted to finance his real restaurant. I'm using my air quotes, his real restaurant, you know, and yeah, yeah. you know, 2,600 restaurants later, right. It's a different, <laughs> you know, it, it's a totally different story. So no, that's that. Yeah. I mean, I think you're asking all the right questions. So um, yeah, no, that's good. So what's one thing that's not taught as much as it should be in restaurant leadership? Like when you think about like what you teach and what you're teaching, I hear your passion for culture. I hear your, you know, I hear your love for your people. I hear your commitment to family. Like, like what's one yeah. thing that's not taught though as much as it should be? I think that, you know, that everybody, you know, is, is to be respected for, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that, um, you know, a person that doesn't speak English should be treated any differently than someone who does. Um, 100%. I think, um, 100%. everyone, yep. you know, everyone, nobody wants to be, um, treated, um, like there's some a-hole, you know I mean? And, and, and really speaking to them, 
uh, in a language that they understand. And I'm not saying like, uh, you know, uh, Spanish or English or French, right. I'm saying more along the lines of like, Hey, you know, we, we missed this opportunity. How do we get better from it? You know, how do, how do we, you know, together, you know, figure this out and, and whether it's about, you know, filling up the creamers or, you know, um, you know, blanching a French fry, um, I don't think there's enough taught about, you know, how to speak to people and how to engage uh, with your employees and, and as well. And so, you know, people all the time, you know, go to one setting, they just, they just flip out, right? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to black out and you're going to listen to me because I'm the boss. Yep. So guess what? Nobody gives a crap that you're the boss right? nope. because, you know, I, I can, I can go out and find 3000 bosses or 4 million bosses. At the end of the day, I want to know when, you know, stuff hits the fan, are you going to be cool enough you know, to take control and, and understand the situation. Um, and, and so those type of things are never taught, right? It's, it's, it's like, it's like your first burn, right? I was telling my nephew the other day, who's working dish for me, he's, he's 16 years old. It's his first job. And, um, I said, Hey, Giuseppe, have you ever been burned before? And he said, no. I said, well, I said, you know, chances are you're dealing with hot saute pans. And when you get burned, it's not going to feel like anything until about a second later when it all of a sudden just scorches you. Absolutely. I said, your, your first reaction, right? Your first reaction is going to jump and go into cold water and, and pour cold water on it. And that's the worst thing you can do. And so, you know, I just want you to understand that you may get burnt. You're going to get burnt to your forearm. Uh, and what to do is, you know, go for, go for the gel and put the gel on that'll help cool it down. Um, and, but, you know, on the other side, there's people out there who are just going to say, well, I'm going to burn them because it needs to fill what it's get, you know, what it, what it, you know, feels like to get burned. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Right. And so now, no. now that, right. And so we have a 16 year old kid who's coming into the restaurant program. You know, he's going to go to college. He's probably going to be some engineer or, you know, some, something, you know, uh, something outside the restaurant industry. But if I have a chance to take somebody who didn't know the restaurant industry and, and, and fall in love with the restaurant industry, that's what we need because there's more people leaving the restaurant industry because they've never been taught well. They have no mentorship uh, and it ends, it ends at the back door, right? It doesn't, it doesn't go beyond that. So if, you know, I don't care if you worked for me 18 years ago or you worked for me four years ago or you work for me now, people know if you need to reach out, if you need something, call me, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. Because, you know, we can all shut the door on anybody, right? But to open it, it, it's, it's much harder on us. But at the end of the day, you know, it helps, it helps somebody else. And so, you know, as far as what's never taught is patience, um, you know, being respectful, listening, right? I mean, we, we ne nobody ever wants to listen. They just want to blame. They just want to point the finger. It's his fault. It's her fault. Um, you know, and, and with every problem, there's always a root. And so take yep. the time to, to find the problem. Don't ignore it. Don't just chop the tree down and don't dig any further. Find the root of the problem. If you find the root of the problem, chances are things are going to get fixed a lot quicker. Uh, and, and I think that's just, you know, when you look around, you just see, you know, people just kind of heading into heading into positions they're not ready for. And maybe they're leaders, right? I mean, maybe, maybe they are leaders, but they're not great leaders yet because they haven't had the time to work under people that are great leaders that, that, un, that showcase, you know, what it means to, you know, if the place is starting to burn down, they don't freak out and run out the building. Right. They, they take care, They keep everybody calm. You know, this is what we need to do. Right. You know, to pull, pull the answer if you need to, let's, 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 let's leave right. the building. Um, but everyone first reaction is the place is on fire. Get out. 
um, that doesn't help anybody, right? You need um, – I know you don't want me to bring up Tom Brady because he's he beat Kansas City last week and last year. <laughs> um, but, but you know, that's, yes, he did. That's what yes, I he did. Yes. <laughs> at Kansas City, um, you know, that's but right. you know that's that's what you need to be. You need to be that cool, calm, collective quarterback in the pocket. You know, all of a sudden he starts to see the safety blitz. We'll call the audible. You know, keep everybody calm. This is what we're going to do. This is the movement we're going to make, and uh, you know, and, and move forward from that. But I think too many people, you know, and and people always make the the joke, oh, well, this one, you know, graduated from CIA, so they think they're the top chef. That's great. I'm glad they know how to cook. But do you know how to manage your way, you know, through stuff? Do you know how to understand what the experiences are? And and, and you see nowadays, every single day, it's like, well, I, I should be the executive chef. And it's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you can hold a knife and, and cut some stuff. But can you manage? Can you manage, the, you know, systems right. procedures? You know, can you manage, you know, really big issues that are, that are about to happen? Can you manage two people that hate each other? and mediate through that and 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 they don't need to be best friends but they need to know when they're inside this building they help each other no matter what uh and and you know uh, i know that was a long-winded answer but it's kind of no you brought up some really great points there i want to talk about what you just were talking about i want to talk about two things i want to pull from that one was about tom brady and tom brady's an amazing quarterback and i've always enjoyed watching him but here's why I like him even more. I'm sure you know this. After that game against the Chiefs, he went to the locker room and he mm-hmm. got and he got Patrick Mahomes and he had a chat with him. And nobody knows what that chat was. He just got security. Right. They walked him back through the tunnel. He got to the locker room. He got went to Mahomes. He got him out of the locker room and they had a conversation. And I remember when Patrick Mahomes was at the press conference after that. And they asked him, what did he say? Well, he never said what he said, right? That was just between them. But that was a super classy move, right? And I think it's a great example in this business. We all want the same thing. We all want to win, right? We all want to win, right? Right. And I promise you, while it's not the same type of thing, there can only be one winner in that game, right? But I guarantee you, whatever Tom Brady told Patrick Mahomes after that game made him a better quarterback. I promise you it did. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I so I think that's incredibly powerful and, and what a game, <laughs> what a game. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and sure then, was. and then the other thing I want to pull out of that, what you were talking about, which I think I would just so agree with this, that I, I think in this business, I think sometimes we get so caught up in what the, in, instead of looking for the root cause, we get distracted by what are the symptoms that we're seeing, right? The symptoms that, that plague all of our restaurants that we see it from time to time, right? And I remember having this moment where we would walk into restaurants at Chipotle and everyone would get so spun up about the tables being dirty or the floor being dirty or, or the food not being exactly right. But those were important things, but those weren't the problems. Those were the symptoms of a bigger problem. Right. And the minute that we help field leaders understand that what they were looking at, that, that what they needed to do was use what they were experiencing, use what they were seeing, use what they were observing, coach around those things. But those were not the problem. The problem was training, hiring, recruiting, you know, leadership, right. It wasn't the dirty yeah. dining room floor. It wasn't the dirty tables. It, you know, it wasn't the improperly made fajita. You know, it, 
it those were the symptoms of a bigger problem. So I think you're 100 percent right there. That 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 concept of using the symptoms to help you be able to get to the root cause to diagnose the real problem is right. not taught enough in this business. It's just not. Yeah. Well, and, and they all, it's always looking for the easy way out. Exactly. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, Bobby, you know, there's, there's no, <clears throat> why, why should, you know, uh, you know, whoever Kyle care more than I do. Right. At the end of the day, right. my name's on the business and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's right. me that, you know, has to, has to go look for another job. If, if crack closes down for Kyle, yeah, whatever he moves on, but yeah. you know, but you know, the case is, is that if they have, you know, interest in the growth of the company and the growth in the family, um, and they understand what the true vision is, and it's not me making a million dollars and going to live on an island. It's about building, you know, a really great brand with really great people um, and being able to create this opportunity that maybe Kyle can't get somewhere else. Um, you know, maybe, you know, that's not what he wants to go do is be a bartender on a rooftop his whole life. Right. Um, right. Or, you know, Liam, you know, or Liam who, you know, just kind of rolled into this business. Um, you know, there's, there's certain people that you look at and just say, how, how are we going to grow, um, and ensure we, you know, we, we keep the culture, uh, and we maintain the quality. And I think the only way you do that is what you said, right? Coach, teach and develop, uh, yep. and, and, and make sure that people understand where the opportunities are. Um, and then it's not just, it's her fault. It's his fault. I was busy. We had to cut labor. You know, you told me to run a 26%, you know, labor. And so I couldn't have a cash. And it's like, just shut up for a second. <laughs> you know, listen, listen to what you're saying. You know, you're, right. you're, you're, you're puking out excuses. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's all about, all right, well, how do we get better? Right. Okay. So there's a problem. We know the problem. Let's solve it together. Right. And I think, once you turn your back on your team members and on your family, well, guess what? There's, there's the loyalty starts to slip a little bit. Right. Yep. And so if, yep. if my brother ever called me and I said, well, sorry, Roz, I can't help you out. See you later. Well, all of a sudden he's going to sit there and say, well, what is this? What's his problem? You know, right. why, you know? and so, and right. so now when I call him, he's going to sit there and go, well, looks like you're, you're out of luck, bud. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's, it's so easy to say no. Um, because then it's never your problem, but, I think for the most part, you know, saying yes, uh, and, and not to say you want to take on every problem of the world because you can't, but, I, but giving a little bit of time to maybe help, you know, help someone see something maybe they don't, uh, That's right. you know, could, could lend them, uh, you know, a better job or, you know, it's like I tell everyone that comes to crack, hey, you might not be here the rest of your life, but if you go out and, you know, become successful or, you know, you love your life and love, love what you're doing and we were able to help get you there, even if we were 2% or 1% of it, awesome. You know, if I tell you how to mop a floor and now you go home and your parents love you because now you know how to mop a floor, that's great. That's, that's what we want. You know, we want you to leave here um, with, a, with a little bit more knowledge than what you came in with. Because if we're not doing that, we're not bettering the people, we're not bettering the world, and we might as well just shut down and, and I'll go work for somebody else. You know, and I think... Right. Right. That's, that's the biggest problem that you continue to see is that the world obviously, run, you know, is run by money and, and, and it always will be. But, you know, for these huge companies, the Dardens of the world, you know, that have, I mean, billions and billions of dollars, um, I think, you know, they, they don't speak more, you know, they don't speak enough about their training process and how they, you know, they, they bring people to, you know, these, these universities, you know, Darden University to teach them all about these really great things. 
Um, but it's, it's all about, you know, financials, financial financials and, uh, and growth and growth. And that's great. It's corporate America. I mean, that's, that's what it is, but you look at Chipotle, right? Look at what Chipotle did to the restaurant scene. I mean, they single handedly, you know, changed the restaurant industry forever. Right. And, and, you know, you know people say now, oh, well, food safety and all that stuff, whatever, that could have happened to anybody and it happens to everybody. Um, you know, but what they've done is they created a company that was all about culture, all about people and simplifying the procedures. You walk in line, you say, I want this, I want this, I want this, you pay and you walk out. I mean, that's genius. That's absolute genius, right? That's fast Um, casual, my friend. That is fast casual right there. That's fast casual, right? Yes. And so now, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, from Danny Meyer, you know, to, um, to everybody else is is jumping on the train, right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip all my restaurants from full service to, to fast casual, right? You know, because the labor's a lot less and food costs a lot less, and um, you know, I don't have to have customers in my building for so long. I mean, I get it. That's why I opened Crack Kitchen Coffee. I saw, you know, an in industry sitting there going, full service is gonna die. There's, <laughs> there's no, you know, I feel bad for fine dining restaurants and whatnot. Yep. I mean, best of luck to them, but I don't know how they're gonna survive on the labor costs and food costs. Uh, and just the, you know, the, the, the consumer, the consumer, you know, uh, as the, as you know, the consumer, the baby boomers get older uh, and the millennials, you know, are, are now starting to really take over. The millennials don't want to spend $300, um, you know, on, on dinner, you know? And so I, I really do think that uh, looking at, you know, looking at what we're doing now and how we simplify things and create a great brand is important. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Such a great conversation, Danny. This this has been yeah. so so amazing. I love your energy. I love your perspective. I love the way you're viewing the business, and and uh, I know you're going to do amazing things. How can people connect with you? How can people, if they want to learn more about you or learn more about Cracked, what's the easiest way for them to connect with you? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, they can reach out to me. Uh, at, you know, via email is probably the uh, the easiest. Uh, sure. At D azarello at crackedkitchen.com and that's d-a-z-z-a-r-e-l-l-o at crackedkitchen.com uh cracked is c-r-a-c-k-d um and uh yeah i mean if they email me i'm i'm always you know willing to listen and help and with whatever they need and i'm sure you know um i can learn a lot from others as well so um you know it's, uh, it'd be great to great to hear from people well, I think that's one of the great things about this business and one of the truths that, that I'm really glad you mentioned it because we're all in this thing together. We're all trying to run better restaurants. We're all trying to create high-performing teams, and we're all trying to get better together. And, and uh, yeah. so, so I can't thank you enough for the time, and I'm looking forward to learning more about you and being able to connect with you again. And uh, you yeah. know, we might even have you back on another episode. So this was, this was really fantastic. Awesome. So Yeah, well, I so, appreciate your time. This was great. No, it's my pleasure, Danny. Thank you.